Tech Talk. Hi, I'm Johnny Caput. And I'm Jesse Katz. And you're listening to the Tech Talk podcast series. Hey, Jesse. Hi, Johnny. <laughs> Excited for another few companies to see on today's show. Of course, you know I am. I'm always super ecstatic, <laughs> especially about technology. Of course. No, this is exciting. Yes, ma'am. So let me tell you about some of these wonderful guests we've got coming up. Our first guest is Flytrex. They have an instant drone delivery platform for any retailer. So we're going to meet with the CEO. Yep, we're going to meet with the CEO. He's X Space IL. So he was working on the space program here. He actually suffered a debilitating accident in the recent years that has left him in a wheelchair. And the remarkable story is that has not stopped him in any shape or form, but he's wow. found ways to develop, to build his next company. And he's developed this company, which basically makes this automated drone system for any business around the world. So if you've got a restaurant, you're in Canada, you're in you know, Peru, and you want to have a drone delivery system, you order from Flytrex, they send you the drone, you have your platform and system ready to go, you don't need to do anything, you load the drone with the delivery, you go onto your system, you put in the address, it flies there, it lowers down the package, it doesn't land, and delivers the package for you. And you can deliver packages so fast. Uh, he's talking about sushi deliveries within, you know, five, 10 minutes, Amazon deliveries. Oh and that's heavy, though. I guess these things can handle weight. Yes, absolutely. It's a much larger drone, probably not one, you know, the ones that you've seen me flying for the Tech Talk show, but, you know, much larger ones that are used, like the ones that Amazon are testing at the moment for their delivery system. That actually sounds incredible. I mean, especially, you know, with Corona and everyone's social distancing. I mean, now, now cut out the other middleman, the only middleman left <laughs> and put it on a drone. <laughs> well, it makes a lot of sense. There's traffic, there's lockdowns, there's gridlock, you know, there's things that prohibit that from working. Oh, absolutely. If you're waiting for dinner, you wouldn't really be happy to know that three miles away or three kilometers away, there is a traffic jam and you're not getting a dinner. So the drone will prohibit that from happening. Or even worse, I get my dinner and it's cold. There you go. Nothing is worse than a cold hamburger. There you go. So one of our next guests is Tunity. They have an amazing platform they've developed that allows you to download their app. And via your smartphone, you can connect to the speaker of any TV in an airport, in a pub, you know, in a bar, in a hotel. You can connect to that TV to the headphones of your phone so you can directly connect to the audio. So if you're, you know, sitting in a train station, the TV's on, you can never hear it or the audio's not on. This app allows you to scan the TV, scan what's on, instantly deliver the audio to your headphones, and you can plug into that TV. Isn't that cool? That is incredible. I, it may sound weird, but you can't always think of like the uh, applications of these technologies, but I can tell you, I don't even think I can count the amount of times that I was in an airport and I was in the lounge and there was a TV and I actually wanted to understand there was something big happening on the news and I couldn't hear it. And I had to read the subtitles. And sometimes they don't even have the subtitles. Correct. So this is actually, this is like the thing that nobody realized they needed. Now, once you have it, you don't realize how you live without it. 100%. And they've got some big investors, you know, MGM, 
who owns MGM Resorts, is one of their investors. Adam Newman, one of the founders of WeWork, really, really big investors. So it's uh, kick-ass technology and they will be taking off in a big way. So one of our next guests is a school in Jerusalem that actually is one of the first technology schools in the Middle East to have Cisco networking. It's a school for underprivileged kids that come from distressed homes, and they give them a place to live, a place to eat, to learn, they educate them, and they teach them these technology skills, how to build robots, how to code, and their alumni from the school, some of the leaders in the military, in major technology corporations in Israel. So they see a real success, they're changing lives, it's very impactful, it's a wonderful story, and it's a good example that the rest of the world should follow by how if we give you know kids encouragement, love, support, and an education, it can really change their fate. Yes, that's actually really uplifting. You know, they say if you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. If you teach a man to fish, he'll eat for the rest of his life. And if you teach these kids technology, they will hopefully make the world a better place. I mean, that's what this is all about. 100%. You're absolutely right. And last up is a company that develops software that monitors senior citizens' phone calls to check if they, um, you know, if there's dementia, Alzheimer's, or major diseases oncoming. Basically, they listen to the nuances of the voice. They don't listen to the actual dialogue that's going on in the phone conversation, listen to the nuances in the voice. And they're able to check and monitor the health of senior citizens. And I think that's really remarkable technology. That is amazing. First of all, because I, I like that it kind of it respects your privacy by not listening to the text, but I also think that it's incredible that using the vocal intonations, you can determine if a person is having or heading towards some kind of health issue. That's really incredible. Correct. Really, really great stuff. And it's no new technology in the sense that you don't need anything. It listens to phone calls. Those are active. Those are happening anyway. So it's very clever, very intuitive and very impactful so without further ado let's go and see Flytrex and their instant yes, drone delivery system all right we started back at uh, 2013 i meet my partner and myself back then we started selling gps trackers for drones we ended up selling 20,000 units in 70 countries around the world gained a lot of know-how and experience in communicating with drones over 3g and 4g cellular networks and after two years we realized that the killer application for drones is going to be drone deliveries it's like an automatic drone delivery system for dummies. You can literally sign up, you have the equipment delivered to your place of business, the full logistics, software, tracking is all set up inside your software platform mm. already. They're able to log in, click one or two buttons, and they're ready to go. Exactly. Certainly an area of interest. You've got companies like Amazon investing tens of millions of dollars into drone deliveries because they certainly see it as the future. You provide the facility to purchase a drone through one of your partners. You give them the full operations to set up the drone and then to offer a delivery system no matter what business they have. Exactly. So we offer an end-to-end -end service to our customers. Basically, it could be shops, retailers, restaurants. They need to know nothing about drones. All of my customers care about is giving better services in a cheaper price to their customers. And that's what we offer them. 
Drones are the craze, there's a hype about them. It's a very common piece of technology these days, but certainly drone deliveries is very new and something that I'm sure you had loads of regulatory and other issues to overcome. Yes, uh, Flytrex is quite innovative when it comes to dealing with, uh, with regulations. Last year, we were the first company in the world to deploy a working drone delivery system. And we're now actually part of an FAA-approved pilot. So in the next two years, we're going to be one of only two companies operating in the States. And we're actually going to help to shape the future of uh, drone regulations for deliveries. So one of the clever things about your drone delivery system is the drone doesn't actually land, but it lowers down the package very much like a military or relief works. They drop down the package, and then someone is able to release it and take the package and the drone is still in flight and flies away again. Exactly. One of the key elements if you want drone deliveries to become the main way of delivering goods is the user experience. Someone who receives a package, it's someone with a cell phone who knows how to order stuff on his phone and insert his credit card. I don't expect anyone like that to know how to handle a drone safely. And that's why we have it at 50, 60 feet up in the air. Everything is totally safe. What was your history before you started Flytrax? I worked for many years for the Israeli Ministry of Defense, mm -hmm. and then I decided that I want to send an Israeli spacecraft to the moon, and I started a not-for-profit called Space IL, as in Space Israel, and in a few months our spacecraft is going to land on the moon, making Israel the fourth nation to do so. Exciting times. It is. How have you financed this operation? So uh, for the first two years we bootstrapped everything based on the sales we had for the GPS trackers, and after that, we started raising funds. To date, we've raised roughly $3 million. We're now working on our next round. I see that you're in Iceland, which is, of course, a very scenic place to start your testing of the product. So where else are you going to and what's the next stages? The interesting market is North America and Western Europe, and we're already starting to work there. Uh, if you look at human couriers, human couriers make up to two and a half deliveries per hour. A Flytrex operator can make 15 deliveries per hour using drones. So it's a much more economic way of doing deliveries. Well, you're not getting stuck in traffic, that's for one. And you're certainly going as the crow flies. You can order a sushi plate and get it to your doorsteps in 15 to 20 minutes. So there must be a few safety issues here, right? Tell us how you handle it. The answer is very simple. Every drone that will fly in the air will save people on the ground from traffic accidents and traffic jams. If you look at one of the largest drone manufacturers today, they sold, I think, something like 10 million drones without a single fatality so far. Wow. Think about a fleet of 10 million cars without a single fatality. And drones are only getting safer and better. And it's very important to hear that one of the largest drone manufacturers in the world has never actually had one human casualty because they've built these drones in such a way that they have obstacle detection. They connect to satellites to know that they're tracked at any particular time. They have GPS, they have uh, gyroscopes. These drones have redundancies. If a motor fails, the drone just flies back home. It has six batteries. If one of them fails, it flies back home three GPS receivers. Uh, these machines are very, very safe today. So what does the future look like for Flytrex users? A few years from now, you'll be able to order your next iPhone and receive it to your doorsteps within 20 minutes or less. Oh. And once you can do that for the same delivery price, there's no point in delivering it next day. So this whole next day delivery concept is gonna go out the window. It's going to be something like in the next hour delivery, It's right? going to be about on-demand, about instant gratification. You'll be able to receive your order almost as fast as you can order it online. So Jess, 
Sushi delivery in 15 minutes. Sounds pretty good, no? Honestly, put that out on the market already because I need that now. Yeah, absolutely. I think where I am, definitely during these times, it's taking more than an hour. So 15 minutes sounds like a dream. Oh, yes. <laughs> so let's go check out Tunity and their incredibly smart app that allows you to access the TV audio via your smartphone in any public space. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> let's do it. I'm here with Yaniv and Adi from Tunity. Hi, guys. Hi. Lovely Hi. to meet you. <laughs> Likewise. Tell us a little bit about Tunity. How did you come up with this wonderful idea? So I was traveling a lot, working as a consultant in the US, and I was seeing all these people staring at TVs in the airport, CNN, CNBC, etc. Why would you actually watch a CNN show if you can't hear what these guys are talking about? And then I moved to New York, was the VP of business development of a startup that got funding by WPP, so got to meet a ton of CMOs of very big brands, so much money they spend on marketing and how little data they have on actually what they're putting on TV. And I thought, look, this is an intersection of online and offline. I can give consumers a great experience and I can actually provide TV networks and advertisers with some data about who's watching what and where. I know, Yanif, you were in the Israeli Air Force. Do you feel that gave you some basis for what you're doing now? I think there's obviously exposure to all these technologies and seeing what technology can do, the advantages and the disadvantages of not using technology, that's for sure. And I think there's other characteristics that both Adi and I kind of got from serving in the military, working under pressure, bootstrapping, right? You never have enough resources, you never have enough time, and you have to come up with something that's good enough, and this is basically what a startup is. Right. If you're trying to do something perfect, you're probably gonna fail because it's gonna take too long, gonna cost too much money, or someone's gonna do something imperfect, but much quicker than you. As I understand it, the application that you have live right now gives you the ability to point at a TV, scan the TV in front of you, and then it will actually identify what it is you're watching and send to your smartphone device the audio, which you can then put your headphones on or listen to it on loud. What happens is you take your phone, you point it to a TV, and we snap a little short video. It's uploaded to our servers, and we match that to a feed that comes from all these 150 channels in the United States. It's like we have a TV, and you're watching a TV, and we need to match them so they're in sync. Once we can sync them, we stream the audio, synchronize, so you feel you're listening to the TV you're watching. So you effectively have to have something that constantly watches all of the channels, a robot or AI or whatever it is that you plug in the background, and then you're trying to identify in the picture or the video that you've taken on the, the client's device what's going on, match it, and then... Yeah, so there's a lot of things that can happen. Obviously, it's not like you're focused on a TV, you're in an environment. So it can be in a distance, it can be blurry or unfocused, or someone can cross by and sure. block part of the TV. And we need to find the TV so that we can match it to our virtual TV. We see that you've raised a considerable amount of funding earlier on in this year. Some of the most credible investors on the planet, especially in the technology space. So you've got John Mack, MGM Resorts, Adam Newman from WeWork, some seriously big fish here. How did you get in front of those investors? And tell us a little bit about that deal. I think it's a lot about the vision and what we managed to execute 
until that part. With very little money that we raised beforehand, we managed to show that we're capable of putting together a platform, not only an app. And then the vision part is, we're focused right now on out-of-home TV viewership. But what we were building here really, and if you think about the technology and what we can do even today, we're building a platform that lets any consumer connect with any visual content anywhere. So you start with TVs out of home, but you have digital signage, which is $5 billion industry today, but it's going at over 20% ARR, so gonna be really, really big. You have more and more of these signs. They're cheaper, they're more connected. We can enable anyone to scan any of these signs, get synchronized content, not only audio, right, but anything that relates to the video that you're actually watching. And then on the flip side, we know who actually is interested in that content. And the third leg of this is we can help advertisers retarget them and reach them. Because if I was interested enough to scan a new Netflix preview, I'm probably interested enough to actually join in Netflix or actually watching that show. You've got pretty hardcore statistics to say that that user is interested in that content. Absolutely. And if you can imagine walking through airports, pubs, hotels, all sorts of commercial buildings, and you have no access to hear what's going on on that screen. And also there's people with kids, wives, watching TV at work, all sorts of scenarios that the consumer is going to use this product. Yeah, and now everybody's carrying a device that costs about $1,000, $1,200, amazing hardware in your pocket. So what's the next stage? Right now, we raise that money to A, increase our capacity, being able to handle millions of users as opposed to tens of thousands of users every day, and then productize the data that we already extract. So being able to create a product for big TV networks, for ad agencies, so that we'll be able to A, know who's watching what and where, to measure it, but also create these unique data insights. Sounds like an amazing product. We'll certainly be watching your footsteps as you continue. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks. So, Jess, I take it you'll be downloading that immediately after the show? As soon as I can start traveling again, Johnny, that will be probably my most frequent app used on my phone. I can't even... I think that's incredible. I, I'm so excited for that. I love the way how clever it is. I mean, you understood the technology. They basically have a computer that loads up all the channels and watches them so that when you scan a TV wherever you are, it's not that they actually plug into the audio, but they scan their computer brain, who scans all of the shows that are on right now. He identifies which show you're watching and then sends you the audio of that particular show. So it's actually reading what's going on in front of you. It's really incredible. Honestly, it's gonna make my travels a lot, a lot easier. Yeah, I believe so. And I think it's uh, gonna be a very, very successful business. Let's go and see Boys Town Jerusalem and this really amazing school and the wonderful work that they do. Okay. So I'm here with Professor Stuart Stanton. He's the chair of the British Friends of Boys Town Jerusalem. Hi, Professor Stanton. Pleased to meet you. Tell us about this wonderful school. When was it set up? It was set up by Rabbi Lynchner in 1948 for the refugees, the boys from the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. It's an orthodox school, but it focuses on secular education, particularly on technology. Fantastic. So how is the school funded? I mean, you've got 1,000 kids here. You're paying for them to eat, to sleep, and to study. So uh, where does that fund The government funds about 50%, and the rest is by donations, much, of course, coming from the United States. 
also now from England and also from Australia. So tell us a little about this technology education. Tell us a little bit about what the kids learn here and the futures they have ahead of them. They have a college of technology here for the 18 to 20 year olds and then for 20 to 22 year olds, they're associated with the Jerusalem College of Technology. This includes a lot of work on robotics and they have an enormous success with the robotics teams here. And basically technology, looking at the ways of doing things differently, more advanced. As I understand, they get the chance for a path to a career here, which is one of yes. the main things. It's not just you help them at the time yeah. where they're desolate and lost for hope, but it's really about giving them the opportunity to feed themselves and help themselves going forwards in the future. They can go into the army at the age of 18 or they can study technology here for a further two years or they can do an additional two years, making four years, at the Jerusalem College of Technology and obtain a degree, and then go into the army. Once they come out of the army, they are a host of professions that are open to them. And if you look at the list of alumni, you'll see where the school has made its mark. Medical profession, legal profession, teaching profession, dental profession. And the school is unique in providing not just three meals a day and the kind of technology which they learn, but the social support, the pastoral support, which is so important for these boys. It's a very impactful vision and activities that you guys carry out here and the resources you provide for at the local area and boys that come from distressed houses is priceless. It's really a wonderful opportunity to come to a place filled with love and support and education. And as we've seen with the alumni, you know, people stay part of the uh, Boys Town Club until they get into their very older years. Well, many of the boys come back after their army service and mix with their old friends and with the teachers here. Keep up the wonderful work that you're doing. Thank you. It was lovely much. to meet you. Thank you for your time. Thank you. And we'll certainly be following to see one of the wonderful things that the boys are discovering and innovating here at Boys Town. So I think that's a great example of, you know, how we should have schools like this all around the world, helping kids from all sorts of distressed beginnings and giving them some hope, some support and direction. And I think encouragement, education and love, these are fundamental things that are changing these kids' lives. Honestly, I think that pretty much the more support you get, I think the more open a kid, a person, anyone is to really developing a lot better. So I'm super excited to see the brains that come out of that place. Yep, me too. And Just give it a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, well, they've, they've been going for more than 50 years, so they already have some amazing examples and some leaders of industry that have come out of their alumni. Oh, amazing. So last guest up is, mind you, let's go see Ruth Polyakin and let's hear about how her software will be saving us all as we start to get older. All right. I'm here with Ruth Polyakin, the co-founder and CEO of MindYou. Hi, Ruth. Good to meet you. Tell us about this wonderful product you've developed. Our mission is to improve the quality of life of senior adults through AI-based solutions that allows practitioners to scale and provide more personalized cognitive and functional care to their clients. How do you actually achieve that? 
We have occupational therapists using our platform to conduct remote calls with their clients in their home environment while we analyze the voice of their clients. And at the same time, the clients continue their lives in between calls, speaking to their grandchildren, to their friends, and our app continuously monitors different aspects of their daily living and cognitive functioning abilities. So you're able to track the habits of a senior citizen, whether they're talking in a happy way or talking in a depressed way, and then you analyze the data and you format that in a way based on the amalgamation of different results that you have from different patients who are not connected to that physician, but you're able to give him a recommendation based on the vast amount of data you have on patients. We identify changes that require the right care at the right time, while from the healthcare system perspective, improving outcomes and reducing healthcare costs, which are related to readmission and hospitalization due to some cognitive behavior or other deterioration. But you're able to discover problems that may be with the patient before they even thought of them have been for checks or been requested by their physician to come and discover these particular problems. This is totally right. And today there are many ways to incentivize providers to act in a way that will detect things earlier. So Ruth, what's your history and the history of your co-founder? I co-founded uh, the company together with Itai Barucci, the chief technology officer of the company. We're together in partnership uh, for the last 18 years. It's like a, a marriage, couple. like a marriage, this right? This is right. Absolutely. We have two sons. My background, I studied computer science and economy. In the last eight years, I've been very focused on the aging tech industry. I spent a lot of my time in senior care providers. That's where I realized where my heart is and what I need to do. My spouse, Itai, did his PhD in physics and neuroscience. Specifically, he researched biological neural network on a plate. After winning several prizes and getting a lot of coverage through his PhD, we realized that we can take this academic work into helping people. It's a lovely story. It's not often that people meet their business partner and their husband or wife at the same time. So did you come across any sort of privacy issues when you were building this application? This was one of the first things we've uh, thought about, and specifically for senior adults. The way we're looking at it is from two perspectives. First of all, the platform is 100% HIPAA compliant as required by regulation, so all our privacy aspects are respected. From product perspective and value perspective, the features, the parameters that we are looking at are non-contextual. So when listening to the voice, as an example, we're not listening to the content, we're listening to what we call the music, Mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. the way we speak and same around activity. We don't really look for where the person is, but to see anomalies in the activity. As I understand, there's artificial intelligence in there, which allows the system to actually evolve over time, to get smarter, to learn the habits of the particular person that it's tracking, to learn on a mass basis the data it's getting from multiple patients and to learn the behaviors of human beings in a certain age group or with certain diseases. So what's the future? We see the future in two levels. One, uh, going back to our clients, we want more and more people in rural areas to be able to receive service based on our technology. And having the app on the other side, being able to smartly enough ask the right question at the right time and do some follow-up at the right time. So. We're thinking robotic, 
but with a human touch. We have New York-based supported a group of serious angels and micro VCs led by Howard Morgan. Oh. And we have Iconic from New York that brought us into New York and helped us connecting with these strong people. Iconic's an incubator, right, this for right, uh, these types of startups. Yes. Entrepreneurs like myself. We have uh, Sosa hosting us from the very first days here and in New York, which is a great support. We have Bird Foundation that supports Israeli startups in bringing technologies into the market in the US by funding partnerships. So. So I guess the future for you is really seeing how much data you can collect in order to get more accurate answers out of the system. The more data you have, the better answers you get. This is right. And the nice thing is that practitioners already have easier life, easier workflows, better notion of what the status of their patients while they're away and in between sessions based on what we have today. And this is only improving. The innovative thing that we liked about Mind You was that many startups these days are working on technologies which effectively are emerging. They're working on augmented reality, they're working on artificial intelligence, mixed reality, holograms, I mean all sorts of things which will take a few years, maybe a decade or more before it actually hits the consumer market. But what you've done is you've taken technologies that you had available to you already, you've re-engineered them to work in a new way, you've identified data and information that in the healthcare industry we weren't obtaining, and you're already implementing it, it's already working with patients, this isn't something of the future, but this is something you're doing right now, and you're using a vertical which was never used, the analysts of voice patterns. Right, we're bringing for the first time the elements of cognitive and functioning data based on continuous multi-parametric collection of several parameters, such as voice, activity, driving parameters. These aspects are missing from today care practices. Excellent. Well, we're certainly not getting any younger. So <laughs> we're excited that there are technologies that are checking and, and validating what's the best way to age and to protect us and to make sure that you're monitored. And it's obviously quite a good thing to help you sleep at night, to know that you have a loved one who's in a certain period of their life and there is some kind of monitoring that's going on there. And often you might find things which were never discovered, but you're able to discover it just based on their behavioral patterns or their voice analysis or right. something. Right. Now imagine this is being done possibly as part of day-to-day -day life, the practitioner save time, meaning the dollar being saved, and the intervention or the right time to invite the person for some checkup is being done all passively and in a very time-specific way. The beauty of having an application that isn't a hardware device means that you can evolve with technology and you can implement that effectively in any device in the future. You'll be able to evolve your technology and your solutions into whatever the technology of the future is. Then it's right both from the practitioner's perspective and from the senior adult perspective. This is an incredibly impactful venture that is going to touch and help thousands of lives across the world. We'll certainly be following your footsteps. Thank you very much. I just think that was an ingenious solution and what a great company. And I think all of the guests today have just been so phenomenal, you know, thinking outside the box, using technologies and things that are available to us today and just really making the world a more efficient and better place. I think so too. I think that really when it comes to our health and the health of our loved ones, every new innovation, everything that can better, that can help, that can catch things, that can really improve anything is so welcome. I think I'd like to start using that. So Jess, last episode of the season coming up. 
And that means we would have seen, I think, almost 55 guests on season one. Incredible, right? And we've got our last five guests coming up. We've saved some of the best for last. And we have a really exciting episode coming up. We've got micro scanner that can scan food, pills, crops, and tell you the exact genetic makeup of them. It can tell you how much energy or sugar a banana has compared to another banana. This is a Star Trek beam me up Scotty device. You can scan things and it sends the chemical and genetic makeup to your smartphone. It's incredible. We're going to see another company that basically uses all the data from self-driving cars to assess what's going on in the roads, right? If there was an accident, it can log into cameras and sensors of cars and find out what happened. It's incredible. We see another company that develops robots, climb skyscrapers to wash the windows. So right, a perilous task, something very dangerous that, you know, to scale up buildings and w- wash the windows. Some very clever entrepreneur has developed robots that will do that to save human lives. Amazing. We're going to see another company that's developed a brain gaming solution for people with ADHD and other issues where you can actually play some games with your brain. Yes, with your brain. And that will actually help you mm. and help you to develop psychologically. And last up is a automated cinema screening platform that allows any business, a pub, a bar, a club, to have their own cinema screening, selling tickets, licensing the shows and the movies to watch, sending refreshments, all in an automated system, licensed and ready to go. That's amazing. Episode 12 coming up, the last one in the season, but it's a great one. Great things on the way. Yes, in the ma'am. making. Stay tuned for another great show coming up, and thank you so much for listening. See you then. Thanks for listening. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe wherever you listen to our podcast. You may also visit us at electrocast.com. The Tech Talk podcast is a co-production of Tech Talk Media and Electrocast Media. Executive producers are myself, Johnny Kaplan, Ronald Hans, Mark Netter, and Peter Rafelson. Special thanks to our associate producer, Sienna Jackson, our podcast recordist, Adam Kleinberg, and our audio editor, Chris Souza. Join us in our next episode, where we continue our journey to the world's most amazing startups to bring you one step closer to our incredible new technological evolution. wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. 
the Congressional Record Daily Digest, and Electricast production. Electricast. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, that's my name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big home. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid.